This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, and welcome to the Age Changer Show, brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is my husband, Lynn Furrow, founder of Summit Life Ministries. Welcome back. Our mission at Summit Life Ministries is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose, to equip believers to live with an eternal perspective, and to empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. That's the one that keeps rolling around in my head and my heart so many times, our faith-filled obedience day by day. When people ask me how we're doing, I go, we're working on living by faith-filled obedience each day in everything, leaning in, listening, following the Lord and what he's doing. Yesterday was exciting start back to the age changers message. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it, took notes on it. I hope you did. Um, there were, we were talking about the exaltation of Christ and the three main pillars. Um, and just the thought of that Jesus, just the work that he's done. And I, I was telling you afterwards, um, the thing that hit me about how God chose this, he clothed himself with humanity and humanness, and then he changed the form of it so that the rest could be possible. Anyways, I'm excited to hear some more. And I'm, I am I didn't necessarily give you a, a great intro that way, but you can kind of take it however yeah. you want to go. Those three pillars are pillars of life experience, yeah. the life experience of Jesus. But the experience was not something that he just reacted to because it was circumstantial or it was happen chance like oh i'm sorry that that happened to you uh you didn't see that coming uh coming no jesus was providentially guided yeah i love how the scripture t- tells us that when peter got the the foundational revelation of jesus's identity and he said you are the christ the son of the living god it said after that moment with his disciples and they were, you know, obviously he wanted them to all come into an understanding of who he was. He was the Messiah, the prophesied Messiah. This Messiah was the son of God. And the term son of God is a loaded term because it means that he is an heir an heir of all things. Also, all of the kings of Israel were called the sons of God, Mm. uh, which again has a, uh, in our understanding, we may interpret it just as a familiar familiar thing uh, that relates only to family. But the reason why the Israeli kings were called that is because they themselves were going to be the inheritors of not just a natural family's fortune or inheritance Mm -hmm. or property, but they were going to inherit a kingdom. kingdom. And they viewed that kingdoms were only given by divine right. Mm. And so the term was known that God has given you this, that your natural father didn't give you this. Uh, your natural father didn't just write you into the will 
uh, the will and, and give you this as a natural inheritance. This is something that has been bequeathed to you by God himself. It is a, and so that, that concept of divine right of kingship, which many civil wars were fought over in Europe and, yeah. and, and those things like that. But that was the basis. That was the seed of the understanding that kings felt that they were given a part of the kingdom of God as his regent to have governance over a certain nation, over a certain land, and over a certain people. So, Carmen, uh, when we started yesterday, we just said that when we understand these three life experiences of Jesus... Do you want to repeat the three life experiences? Yeah, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension and exaltation... Mm -hmm. Again, Jesus didn't react to them and saying, say, um, you know, this is all circumstantially happened to me. Right. They were a providential experience because there was an intention of God for Jesus to accomplish a certain work, a work of salvation, a work of redemption, a, a work of, of mm-hmm. victory in which he was in warfare uh, you know, accomplishing not only for himself, but for those that he represented. So these life experiences had a divine purpose and work behind them. Mm-hmm. And when you look at each facet of the work that they accomplish, then we see the greatness of our salvation. Yeah, I've often taught out of Hebrews chapter 2, that the writer of the Hebrews said, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Mm -hmm. Our salvation is not just the forgiveness of our sins, which is the focus of the cross. It is about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It's about freedom. But more importantly, the, the freedom and the forgiveness qualify you to receive his what? His fullness, so that we can be filled with all of the fullness of God, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians. And so every aspect, all these life experiences, these three pillar life experiences, have to be included in our understanding of what it means to truly be saved. Mm -hmm. Because when I've taught about salvation, and the nature of our salvation, I've often said that it is past, present, and future. I have been saved. I am being being saved. saved, Mm -hmm. And I will be saved. Mm -hmm. And so the past is that he's done the work to secure my pardon so that I can be forgiven. He has satisfied Uh, judgment and as we've talked not going back but he's been able to now release to us mercy Mm -hmm. true forgiveness true pardon i am being saved which is the work of freedom that the things that were a part of the effect of sin and the consequence of sin that i am set free from the power of it 
not just forgiven for what I did or what I have done, but I begin to be changed and set free from who I was so that I begin to walk in a newness of life. And we talk about that as like transformation. This is visible transformation that should be happening. Is that also what, what maybe way back would be called sanctification? Is that, uh, that's the process of sanctification? Yes, process of sanctification. That I'm not just set free from the world, from Satan, from sin, but I'm set apart unto God for, His again... Goodness the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. that he separated me to be a chosen vessel, a vessel that is filled with his fullness, a vessel that is filled with his glory. So then ultimately, the ultimate fullness is when I go through an actual transformation of my body. Mm -hmm. He's working from the inside right. out. My spirit's been reborn my mind is in the process of being renewed. My emotions are being healed. My soul realm, what we consider the soul realm, our mind, our will, and our emotion. So my volitional part of me, my will, I, I'm learning to yield it to God mm -hmm. and to become in union with His will. <laughs> yes, we are. Then finally, there will be the redemption of our body. There will be a transformation of our body in the resurrection so that I can fully be entrusted in the ages to come with what God wants to entrust mm -hmm. to his people, to his sons and daughters. And that is a kingdom. It says it is the Father's good pleasure to give to us the kingdom. And, and we get to experience dimensions of that now, mm -hmm. but it is a kingdom that is but is not yet. There's a tension mm. of, of what has already been inaugurated and started, and then that which will come in its fullness, in its consummation. I feel like I'm swimming in a deep, some deep waters that I'm trying to like, I, I feel like I'm hearing this and then it reminds me of other scriptures and it's reminding me of other promises and I have to sit and stew on it a little while. Again, I just don't want us to, to stop when we're halfway through the life experience of the life That's of right. Christ. Uh, Jesus's life was lived here on the earth, but now he is living a human life in realms of glory, in heavenly places. Matter of fact, Paul uses the definitive article in the Greek, the heavenly place. In other words, we could re-paraphrase it as the highest place mm -hmm. in heaven, the highest level in heaven, the greatest realm in heaven. There is nothing that as a man he has been restricted from or does not have access to. And that he is the way and made a way mm -hmm. and changed because he is making all things new. That's the way that we're going. And that he's the, the first fruits of a new creation. That means there's more fruit of the new creation. And that's, that's right. us that we're becoming right. like him and walking that way. Yeah, he said, a grain of seed must fall to the ground or it remains by itself. 
He knew that when he released his life, divested it from a singular life experience in one human body, Mm -hmm. when he released his life in death, that life was going to be released and multiplied millions of times over. And the thought of that just brings joy to my heart, knowing that the devil cannot stop the reproductive life of Jesus Christ. The devil cannot prevent it. He can hinder it. He can can try to suppress the truth and Mm -hmm. the life, but... His he doesn't hin- have power his, over it. His hindering <laughs> will not slow the progress. His his suppression will not work because God has commanded the light and 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 the word light and life are synonymous couplets in the scripture. His life was manifested. This life was manifested, John said. The light shined into the darkness. Yes. And the darkness was not able to swallow it up. They were not able to control it. They were not able to hide it. And and it is it has the ability to illuminate the heart of every man to give life. What it's saying, life to every man. He is the light of mm-hmm. life. And so uh, darkness cannot swallow it up cannot restrain it, cannot restrict it, cannot stop it. His reproductive life is going to be replicated millions, and I believe billions. The harvest is the end of the age. We are going to see one of the greatest harvests, multiplying reproductive moments in the kingdom of God uh, in the last days as we see nearly a billion people being swept into the kingdom of God. Because this thing is going to crescendo. The increase of his government is without end. It's going to end in a big bang. (laughs) (laughs) And and it is going to be great and glorious. But people are going to enter into the kingdom with much tribulation, Mm -hmm. uh, Paul said in the book of Acts. So going back, because I'm, I'm just now quoting various scriptures that <laughs> supplement and support the point I'm making. When we think of who we are in Jesus Christ, I have to think of it in those three ways. Cross, mm-hmm. burial, which we marry those together, the resurrection, and then the exaltation, the ascension and exaltation. Now, I want to give you three other statements that I want you to meditate and reflect on. When we talk about who we are in Christ, and I've repeated these in teaching uh, teachings throughout the many years that I've taught on our identity in Christ, who, are, who we are in Christ. I believe there are three things that encompass, and, and so I want to be looking for what facet, when we, when we meditate and focus on the the ascension and, and the exaltation. Okay. What facet of truth are we looking at when it comes to these phrases? First of all, what have we been given in Jesus Christ? In the work of salvation that he did for us, what is the totality of what he's made available to us that I now have access to that I didn't have before. Because we know that man was limited 
in his his mm-hmm. provision, what God was able to to do for him, what was made available to him uh, because of sin. Sin mm-hmm. prevented the blessing, and so there was an absence of blessing which allowed the curse to have its full effect on mankind. What now have we been given in Christ that has now been made available that man did not have access to before? What have I been given? What am I being made in Christ? So what is it that he's making me? Paul said in Ephesians that we are his workmanship. We're a new creation. We're a new work. And we are being made, and and he's initiated, he started it, but he is going to complete this work. Mm -hmm. What am I being made into? What is this going to look like when we're finished? And uh, what, what, what am I going to be able to express? What am I going to be able to do? What are going to be my capacities, my spiritual capabilities? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there going to be limits to uh, what I'm going to be able to do? Well, we know that in natural creation, we see people's potential and capabilities mm-hmm. based on how they were made. Mm-hmm. Everything is made on purpose for intention by design. Mm-hmm. So birds are made to fly. You in the natural, you are not made to fly. Even though you may sing the song in the shower, I believe I can fly. No, you can't. You can soar in God. You can fly in God in spiritual capabilities. But as a kid, I tried to fly several times. And I even put a cape on uh, jumping off, uh, you know, tall, tall objects only to find out that it hurts my legs and my knees and my and ankles. My feet. I still remember in seventh grade taking notes in science class and, and just the that they have hollow bones, so they're, they're lighter. And just, just the way that God created them for their purpose. I just, that always says, like, that's where I learned that birds have hollow bones in seventh yeah. grade <laughs> or eighth you, grade or something. Then you look at uh, fish and you see that they thrive in that environment. I mean, they were made to navigate yeah. that environment to perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the privilege of going with a couple that blessed us with a special weekend. And you know who you are if you're watching this with us. But we went to the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to an aquarium, I'm mesmerized by the wide variety of fish yeah. And, and but to see them at ease navigate the environment. Whereas I can swim, but there have been times where I I I go, I look like something that's flailing around <laughs> in this environment. I know enough to get to the other side of a pool and then get out. Get out quickly because you can't swim like a fish. Um but But what is it that we're being made? Well, we're being made to have certain capacities Mm -hmm. and potential in Christ. And we can express life in that way, just like a fish can express its life most fully Mm -hmm. in the environment because of the way it was made. And it goes back to one of our mission statements that we made and that you state every time we do an Ace Changer show. 
that we want to try to stimulate people, encourage people, provoke people to live a supernatural life, to allow God to God-size mm -hmm. your life, but for him to bring out the full capacity of what you're being made in Christ, you have to you have to get out of the boat. You have to leave the comfort zone. You have to say, Lord, if this is you, let me come to you. And when we do that, when when God awakens in us, because again, we're 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 awakened to eternity. We're mm -hmm. awakened to to an age to come, and we see the power of the age to come. And we're awakened to, to see that we were born for greater things than just a natural life. God wants you to live a supernatural life. So just as we've said, I want to treat people in real time on the earth just like I will in heaven. Why wait till Why I wait? die and go to heaven before I start loving well and loving skillfully? Well, I want to start doing supernatural things just like Jesus did mm -hmm. uh, and live a God-sized life. Not, not when I get to heaven and then say, well, God has this big God-sized life that he has for me in heaven. I want, to, I want to get on the tricycle right now. I may not be, you know, on the motorcycle, <laughs> but get me on the trike, God. Uh, let me begin to taste and experience the powers of the age to come. And because we're being transformed day by day, like you said, there comes a time when you can, you, you don't wait to start till far, far ahead. You have to start sometime, so start now. Yeah, Dallas Willard said the purpose of salvation is not so that we go to heaven when we die. It's to experience heaven yes. and salvation before we die. I love it's one of my favorite quotes. And I'm so thankful that we can. It's not just that we we can. It's like, yes, we can. We can start experiencing heaven realities now. Otherwise, it would all, all of our hope would be deferred. And there is a hope that's deferred, but not all of our hope. There, there are things that God is doing now. There's experience we have now. This down positive, down, download. download of the yeah. Holy Spirit deposited yeah. in us is now. We don't have to wait for that. And that's so, I'm so thankful for, it, for that. But for those that have a, a dormant faith mm -hmm. and they are spiritually asleep, Again, we've talked about acceleration. Mm -hmm. God is going to awaken you out of sleep. If you're a believer and you're saying, God, I want more. I must have more of you. I want to go have you take me where you're taking me in Christ. Yeah. And I want to be made into your image and into your likeness. I don't want to be conformed to the world. That's right. Don't wait till difficulty before your faith is challenged to where you start believing God for a supernatural life. You right now be proactive to stir up the gift of God inside of you. And one of those gifts that is inside of you is a faith, yes. his kind of faith that yes. he deposited in you so that you can start living a supernatural lifestyle. We have to do a third thing because the, the facets of truth you said, what have we been given in Christ? What am I being made in Christ? What's the third one? So we can at least... Where he's taking okay. me in Christ. And that's where we're going to go in tomorrow's episode. I have to talk now. So I have to stop writing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Age Changer show today. Um, please come back and, and visit again. Also, if you could share this on your feed so more people, the word gets out, more people can 
can hear the word and be um, pushed and encouraged and come alongside. Let's all grow together in faith. Um, if you want to know more about Summit Life Ministries, please check us out at summitlifeministries.com. Also, if you have questions, at the end of each week, we do a question and answer day on Friday. And we need questions from you. To We want to address those. So if you could, as you watch an episode or as you listen, please um, send us your questions or comment your questions. And we will gather those and we will address those on Friday. So thank you for joining us. God bless you. We love you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.